What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Week in Crime and Policing with Mayo and Meso. My name is Mark DeMayo. My partner here, Angel Masonette. Both of us are retired detectives. I don't know why it's freaking. It's bumbling again. Is it? Just, you yeah, sound nice and clear on my end, my friend. Let me. I'll right. ask the people. Let's see. Uh, Kathy Bates. Good evening, Mark and Angel. Hope all is well. Picked up a new cat friend named Axel. Hello, Kathy Bates and Axel the kitten. London girl is in the chat. Kim Alliston is in the chat. Milwaukee civilian. Here he is. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Shalane Thompson. Good evening, Sergeant Bill. Sergeant Bill isn't on this show, hon. But thanks for tuning it's in. It's a anyway. different show. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that you, when you listen to uh, the platform, this is a platform. Bill has several shows. We have a couple. I have a show with Angel. I have a show I do on Thursday nights called After Hours. So you're getting your money's worth. That's the good news. And uh, right. if you stick around, I can almost guarantee you're going to enjoy this show. Yep. The show is basically uh, Angel and I, two retired New York City detectives, talking about the week in crime and policing. And I'm sure that our, our steady listeners could uh, and, and watchers could attest to that. I have some great stories, by the way. Peter Pranzo, what's up, LT? A London girl. Did you cover her? She says yes. hello. Eastern right, so boys and Western girls. I feel like I'm I'm skipping. Let me just try something. Hold on. Hold on. Technical difficult. Should I sing? We'll do a Jeopardy song. All right. How's this? There you go. Good. I'm still here. I'm taking. Fuck it. I'm taking it out. I can't. I can't. I don't know what. Um, okay. Uh, this should be better. Ruth Ann Griffin. Hello, Ruth Ann. Right. Hopefully, this is better. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I'm, am I echoing? No, right. I don't hear myself. No, you just sound like you're sitting on the bowl in the toilet. Maybe it's this. My headphones? I don't know. It's fucking driving me crazy. You sound like we're all in a drive-through movie. <laughs> Drive-in movie. Milwaukee civilian. Well, the funny thing is, uh, the ball uh, breaks. So, hold on, hold on. One second. Now I can't hear myself at all. So I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know why I'd be uh, echoing. Boxing Maybe MMA. Let me see from the settings audio. Uh, echo cancellation is on. It sounds good. All right. So I guess we'll start off with uh, last week when we were doing the show, I had a crazy situation going on here with uh, I had um, I was feeding cats and uh, my landlord, uh, we had they had kittens. So my landlord who didn't want me feeding the cats in the first place um, didn't want the kittens, so because they, especially since they were hiding underneath the air, air uh, the outside, the air conditioning th unit. So she captured them and she left them in the garage for me, and then it was my responsibility. After that'll that. that'll learn you. For while I was while I was uh, doing comedy on the road, and uh, I had to come home every night and deal with whatever. But um, <laughs> I tried my best, and I I got to a point where I feel really bad because I have a glass door here, and the kittens could see the mother. And they were communicating back and forth. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take the mother in too. And, Heart, of um, Heart of gold. Well, what I forgot to mention is that before they got trained to the litter, they they shit it a lot, right? I mean, like. <laughs> shat. Like, the past tense of shit is shat. I didn't even want to live in here anymore. That's how bad it smelled. I was so depressed. But they finally started learning how to use the litter. Litter box. Yeah, and um, I tried to lure the mother in, and they, all of them escaped. She did this one thing to me where she like came up, and like I had food for her because I wanted just just to be one big happy family. And she was and coming she did in. The fucking, she did the and Walter Payton on you, and she fucking. Yeah, I guess they talked to each other like meow 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 on, <laughs> on three because as soon as I came in, like, <laughs> meow meow meow. Pew. She came in, she went like this, and then she went whoop, and then she went back, and then three she ran out. The Walter Payton on you, man. They ran out, and uh, happened to me several times on patrol. I feel better that they're that all together anyway. And it was such a hard situation, man. Wait, it was so 
How do you know they're all together? Well, they ran out with the mother. That's what they wanted. Well, they could be General Chow's chicken right now. You don't know where they are. Oh, stop with that. Please don't say that, man. It breaks my heart to think about that. But anyway. Hot and spicy number six. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to I was trying to make a better life for them. But it's really, really tough when they're talking to the mother and you can hear them crying with each other. And it's like, I didn't know what to do. So, and they, they, they left, look at Milwaukee civilian, Mark, the hooker with the heart of gold. <laughs> Thank you, Milwaukee civilian. That's very funny. So they're gone they're with their mother. I promised my landlord that I would not feed the cats anymore. How do you ever. know they're with their mother? Why they are you making these assumptions? I don't this know. This is what why. you hope. This is what you hope. You don't know that they're with their mother. Well, either way, I feel better now because I didn't like I didn't like breaking them up. I you really feel didn't. better because I wanted to have the mother. <laughs> I wanted to let me tell you something. I just threw out my carpet. Um I well, I threw it outside three days ago, but now I had to just put it <laughs> out for the for the sanitation ticket to, to take it. I I can't the landmines that were underneath my couch. I gotta throw oh, out my couch too. Oh no. There must have been 30, 40. And that's not including <laughs> the ones that I cleaned up. These are tiny little kittens that scared what out of their mind. Them, did you give them Taco Bell or White Castle? They shitting so much? But they started learning how to use the litter. That's the funny part. The only problem having them was they didn't know how to use the litter, but now they knew how to use the litter. And the problems were going to be over. And now... And and you had something now, happen to you. What were you talking about? And now they are General Charles Chicken. You said something happened to you before we hi, started the stories. I want to say hi to, I want to say hi to Little Mermaid. I got to say hi, hi to her. Hi, Louisa. Um, two things happened to me. I got poison ivy or poison oak. That happens when you live in the country the way you do. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You start yeah, messing so around outside. You want to touch something. I got it um, all over my hands, all over my chest. It's a mess. Um, and then the second thing, and I'm, I'm itching like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second thing. You know what the best thing I heard? Um, yeah. I know I, I had is scratching it. That's from what I heard. That's the best. Scratch it mm -hmm. until, it, until it goes away. Mm -hmm. With your nails like this. Just scratch it. Yeah. And eventually it'll go away. Yeah, I'll just bleed I, to death. I'll bleed I read out. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleed out. Yeah, that'll that'll help it. Um, and then the second thing that happened to me is uh, the wife and I have a uh, trip booked in October, uh -huh. and I was on the phone for an hour and a half fighting with Sandals Resorts because the pool, the infinity pool at this brand new resort that we're going to is broke, and it's going to take them sixty days to fix the pool. Uh -huh. So they want to offer me, they, they won't offer me a room upgrade. They want to offer me to either change my stay, which I'm not going to because um, uh, I don't want to go to any other resort. And the second thing is they want to offer me a shopping tour. Like, I don't want to fucking shopping. I want to go spend more money after I spent thousands and thousands of dollars for this trip to go. So I was on the phone with the... You realize uh, scraps, this is, and I this was is on the some... phone with the supervisor. Then they're going to escalate. Man, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. world problems, my friend. Yeah. There's people <laughs> out there. You know, there's immigrants coming through the freaking the Texas border that just got dropped in New York. They don't know where the fuck they are. They don't know what to do. They're in Times Square, bugging the fuck uh, out. You're complaining about a trip to Sandals. Listen, I have the privilege of working hard for everything that I've earned in my life. So my Hispanic privilege, my hardworking privilege, has gave me the first world problems. So I'll take I mean, it. if you ask me, I would say the obvious thing is to, to change your date of your vacation. Yeah, because I, I work and I have obligations. I have somebody that has to take care of my dogs. Listen, you work, but at any time, because you have the pension, you could just go to your job and go, hey, listen, uh, my vacation got messed up. I'm going to take these two weeks. And that's it. What are they going to do? You don't um, give a fuck if they if, if, if they let you. They're not gonna fire you. Okay, so I'm gonna. You after have the this power. Call, after the show, you can call my boss and tell her 
That I guarantee, I guarantee you, if you told your boss, say, "Listen, I what was about going to I don't want to do that? What about I don't want to do that? What about I have my heart set? Well, what about you? Just going to the beach for the whole week? I'm sure they have a little no, pool, no, an no, optional no. other pool somewhere else. I want to put my big ass in the infinity pool and smoke cigars and drink. So then go to the other resort. Shit in their pool. I want to shit in their pool and piss in their pool. No, what do you want? because you, you want your money back. Is that what you want? What is? What no, do you want? No, they all, they they want to give me my money back. I don't. What want is it that you want? I want either an upgrade to my own pool outside of my my bedroom, or give me a snorkeling. Yeah, pool. that's an easy one. Why not do that? They probably sold or out. Or complimentary? No, they're not. They're not. What they're saying so they should is, give oh, you well, that one. That's an easy one. That's what I'm asking for. But now we have to wait. Have Send to them wait a picture of your ugly to, ass, uh, and they're gonna want you to sit by the pool in your own room. <laughs> it would be a picture of my back because I have that disease, no acetal. I just have uh, a back. Yeah, me too. I have yeah. a back and legs. That's it. My ass no goes butt. right in. My go, yeah. my ass goes right into my uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. God God gave it to my me hamstrings. all up front. God my, gave it to me all up front. I got nothing I'm in Right the into back. my hamstrings, man. <laughs> so I'm not sending them a picture We're of both ass. well, you said you're six five. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm six four. But I, I think you look like you have much longer arms than me. Uh I'm a thirty eight forty sleeve length in dress shirt. Yeah, that's low. that's like a monkey. Yeah, a gorilla, please. I'd rather yeah. be called a gorilla. Monkey has the um, stigma of monkeypox, so call me a gorilla or an ape. Please. Oh, man, that freaking monkeypox is scary as shit, man, I tell you. But it does go away. It's like a two-week thing. Just stay home. It's like a two weeks to four weeks. You get yeah, but it people. hurts. People don't even want to get the monkeypox. They don't even want to shit. They say it hurts so much as shit. <laughs> it will stop getting it. <laughs> I won't even say it. Uh, I, had a, yeah, yeah. I had a big situation last night. Uh, I was performing in the city, and um, – I have a joke that I do with my act, but it's it's not even that tame. But somebody, you know, of course, just sitting there waiting there, like a, like with a sniper waiting for somebody to say something. <laughs> and this wasn't even like halfway through my set, so I had to deal with this guy. Uh, you had a heckler. Yeah, yeah, he would. Had, Milwaukee civilian was there in person. He was so so angry, man. Like, and I guess he. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. But listen, every once in a while, it happens. There's a, there's a bomb around the corner. You go too many sets doing great. Something bad's going to happen. You know it. And that was it, man. This guy, he was so angry. Because the joke bad. was not bad. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's about the show, the TV yeah, show no alone. You know, the TV show alone, um, when you're on the island, they drop you yeah. off and you got to survive. Yeah. Well, the joke is basically how much mentally tougher women are than men like it's it's the truth there was one lady that they took off the show on day 89 and they had to bring her husband she she didn't quit by the way they took her off because she lost too much weight and it became unhealthy for her to be there so they brought her family to make it like a soft landing i was watching the show the whole season i didn't even know she had a family wow there was there was guy there was a guy who tapped out a week a day 16 because he missed his wife and kids Oh, could you imagine this, what a fool! <laughs> this lady was on the this show. For, the kids, Fucking she was on the show for eighty-nine days. She never talked about her wife, uh, her husband, or her children once. I was Good. like, and then I, you know, my that's how men, tough men, you know. And then I said, I thought she was a lesbian, and this guy fucking freaked out. <laughs> so. Uh, it's Listen, not even. It, the, it's not even a joke. Women are are definitely tougher than we are. They I know, give, but they give birth. Um. They deal with our bullshit. Yeah, women are definitely tough. But that was That's the what part. pisses me off when people say that women shouldn't be cops. Like I get a lot of trolls on Twitter that tell me that shit, and I go, I go crazy. Yeah, well, this guy lost his mind, and uh, <laughs> I had to deal with it for like ten minutes. He's very, very angry, uh, and you know, I'm not a mean guy. Like, uh, I don't care what happens. Right. You know what I'm right. saying, like, I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna make it a negative. You know. So I dealt with it, but every once in a while, was the show ruined? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I was I was headlining. (laughs) Well, you should be. No, what I'm saying, I'm closing the show out, so there wasn't really much time to begin with. I had already done a bunch of time, but it looked like he was just waiting. Like this is some people that don't like your face. And he, this guy didn't like me for some reason. I would be in a lot of trouble, man. Nobody likes my fucking face. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That would be bad. Let's start with the stories, man. This is uh, every I don't week. Want I, to. Every week I get nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have enough stories. I don't want to. 
what, what do you want to do? I want to keep talking about your debacle of a show and my fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's it. just get to the end of this <laughs> this your cruise shit. Um, it's not a cruise. You're, no, it's you're, not. You're a, I don't away. go. I don't do this, cruises. Cruises are petri dishes. I don't do. I don't, I don't know why they don't give you the room with the pool. Um, that seems to me like the biggest, the easiest thing to do. You might get that after all. I think. But so. um, I mean, yeah, you gotta have the pool because listen. I'm a I'm a beach guy, and but I like to come back to the pool at the end of the day before I go upstairs and sit by the pool. And then some days, if I'm too burnt, I might want to sit by the pool. Um, so you should have access to. The, if they don't have the pool, it's I'm sure you're like one of a thousand people calling up right now and wanting their money back or some shit. Yeah, but guess who I'm concerned about out of those thousand people? Me. Me. Ra Raquel Pranzo says uh, no cruise for me. Why no cruise? Else. I hate cruises. They're 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 like uh, petri dishes. I don't do cruises. Well, I get a, I get seasick. That's the only reason why I don't do I don't do uh, comedy the germ, on cruises. The, germ factory. The, the natural thing for me to do would be uh, to take my act and do it on the cruises, but I get seasick. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be every twice a month on a freaking boat when I'm and sick for a week. Like, mm -mm. I don't know if I'd get over it, but I don't know if I w I'm willing to try to like to sign a contract with these people and then realize, oh, I can't freaking. I'm getting sick twice for two weeks out of the month. So you just you just proved the point that women are stronger than us because <laughs> well, yeah. that lady from alone could be on that cruise for fucking 150 days and she wouldn't get seasick. I bet. Yeah, I just uh, just finished watching the last season. It was crazy. All right, so here we go, folks. The Placer County Sheriff's Office says Kylie Rodney appeared on a video earlier in the night. She went missing wearing. And that's an odd future sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. um, Kylie Rodney is a 16-year-old girl who was at a party in California at like close to a national park. Um, the national park, uh, what's it called? It's in Truckee, California, and the. Well, they were. It's a. Uh, it's the Tahoe National Forest. Yeah, it's by like Lake Tahoe and stuff. Two, yeah. two or three hundred kids have gathered, young adults, and uh, she was last seen on mm. August sixth at that party. She was with her car, by the way, up there that they also never found, and that's what it looks like. It's a two thousand thirteen Honda CRV. Oh. With, uh, that's the license plate. Um, sucks. Her friends say that uh, she wouldn't have driven drunk so and, uh, there's a lot of video they have video a ton of video because a lot of people were taking video that night so hopefully that's going to pan out but one question i have for you angel because this is what i was thinking in stories like in cases like this where it's going to be a big party do you think that these people that are involved with her abduction are part of like some sex trafficking ring and uh and they have a way or, or in in finding out about these big parties and they and they set upon them either that which i agree is a possibility or maui swift says in a chat i suspect she's at the bottom of the lake that's a possibility always too i mean these kids we, we spoke about this on our last show with the fentanyl and all this other stuff maybe she took something she wasn't supposed to take and um she ended up you know um Unfortunately, overdosing. Or something. I'd say that, but you know, as you well, have so many witnesses, a lot of witnesses. But even if it was fentanyl and she was dead in the lake, whatever, you're gonna float up. That's what happens to your body. And by now, she would have, she would have been floating up already, or Cross washed up ashore. <clears throat> so did I tell you? I have. I had a friend who worked. I think I spoke about him on the show uh, for Placer County. I met him um, during the Benghazi. Uh, on September 11th, when Benghazi was happening, I met him at um, Quantico at the FBI Academy. We were going through a terrorism course together. Um, big dude, uh, Ken Addison. He was a uh, Placer County Sheriff. And uh, we used to text each other every once in a while. And um, I texted him like six months after our last text. And uh, he was sending me pictures. He was at Lake Tahoe with his wife. And a person texts me wrong number. And I'm like, what the hell? So I reach out to the department and he told me he died. He had cancer and he didn't tell anybody. And he fucking died. It took him in like a year. So that's my Placer County uh, story. Sorry. Hold on. I'm going to try something. See if it's better. 
All right. How's it sound now? That sounds nice. All right. So thank you for your sympathies on my front. I appreciate it. Well, that's what I was going to say, but you cut me off. Now I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I, I was I was getting I was putting together the words to, to for my condolences for your friend in place account. No, you were. No, you were. You were you know, I didn't say anything. I know. I my wanted wife the mic. Me how to read minds. I wanted the mic to work good for what I was about to say. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm sorry about your friend. Um, it's horrible. Uh, and uh, if you know, if you have any information, let's just give this out uh, about this. Okay, that's the phone number right there. Any information is asked to call the Placer County Sheriff's Office dedicated tip line at, and that's number 530-581-6320. Callers can remain anonymous. And obviously, if you have photos and videos uh, that you might want to assist, contact them. I'm sure there's a ton of video. The only video that you really need, though, is the one when she's walking off with uh, the creepy people. Yeah, that, hopefully, hopefully she's not being sex trafficked. I mean, well, listen, if there was a choice, either she passed away or she's with sex traffickers and she's kidnapped, I think, you know, her parents would probably hope that she's just still alive and they could get her back. So, I mean, if you think about the mind so, uh, mindset <clears throat> of like a sex trafficker, where are you going to score? Big, bunch of teenagers yeah, yeah, where yeah, you could yeah. basically just steal one unknown um yeah. and they gravitate towards that and it's a freaking shame man um it so is. i just wanted to get out there and put that out there okay so uh, that's a sad story hopefully though she'll be found and she'll be okay but this is a good story mango is found mango Dogs. mango dog stolen from man during a bronx a brooklyn robbery is home in case you don't know the story this is mango um, this guy was walking his dog. Uh, what's his name? Look at Mango, how cute he is. Mango's 12 years old, by the way. <laughs> this guy was walking his dog. His name was Rahul Nath. And uh, he was walking his 12-year-old dog named Mango in Brooklyn in the early evening when he was approached by three men. These guys right here. And they, uh, they threw him into a fire hydrant and they wanted money. Did they have weapons? I don't know. It doesn't mention anything about weapons. So, it says they dumped them into a fire hydrant and demanded money. So let's uh, let's look at this photo for a second. Go back, please. Okay, nine hundred degrees outside, right? It's been like fucking literally like Hades outside. These guys, there's no more mask mandate. I know, but yeah, that's the thing I noticed too. The mask. This guy, it's so this guy has a hoodie on. I mean, again, if and let's go back to this. We, we talk about it ad nauseum. If police were allowed to be aggressive and proactive, mm. that's a that's a stop right there. That's a stop question of frisk if I've ever seen one. Well, I noticed that people that have uh, fashionable clothes, whether they're hoodies or not or whatever it is, they want to wear them, whether it's weather appropriate or not. I've seen that before. Yeah, well, it's more important what the label says. If that's some popular sweatshirt, he's going to wear it until the fucking... Until everybody in the neighborhood knows he has it. Well, I don't I think see it. It gives me a reason to stop him as an right. anti-crime police officer. Okay, but I don't see any, like, the, the, the one in the middle has his hand in his pocket. He could be holding a little something or other, but everybody <laughs> else has their hands out. doesn't look like they're weighted down with guns. They got masks. But, uh, they got sweatshirts. It's 900 degrees. That's a stop. That's a stop. I did anti-crime for almost To me, years. the biggest tale is the uh, since one of these kids going to be worried about getting COVID. They're all wearing masks because it's convenient. There's, you know, they, it's a way to cover their face. Anybody with a man bun needs to be stopped. It's I so freaking stupid right now with these masks already. If you have a man, if you look, Daily Wonder profiling. No, it's not profiling. It's good police work. Either you know what? Man- you know what? It's the profile. It's the profile white people that used to come into the four eight. At five o'clock in the morning, looking for drugs and hookers. So whenever I saw a white person in the confines of the four eight, I stopped them and I searched them. So that was uh, that was probably profiling, but that's not profiling if you're in a predominantly black neighborhood and you're stopping black people. That's not profiling. That's doing your job. So Phil Leo, what does he say? He says Mark's hair mousse with real de mayo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, man. Lieutenant Peter Pranzo agrees with me. Agree, Angel Toss. Thank you, sir. I told well, you anyway, that. it's good news. Uh, Mango was found in a backpack. Did they did they arrest the, yeah. the perps? I think so. Well, I don't know. What does it say then? Mango is found. Well, the good news is Mango is found, and he was found in a backpack. He wasn't hurt that much. Just uh, just his paws, a little grazing on it. So. Mm. Um, you know, Mango from being dragged, back. but Mango Mango was left on the street. Mango, the Mayo, and Meso. The weekend, hey. <laughs> I'm happy this guy got his dog back. I mean, me too. It, but but you know, here's the thing that he said that was so interesting. The guy he said, um, "I didn't have any money on me, so they took what was of value to me, hmm. which was his dog." And what is that? What, what is the point there? The point is that a lot of these robberies right now, when you see these group of three people like this. They're not out there actually looking to score big money. What they want to do is uh, violence, yep. scare people, show their power. Yeah, They took this guy's dog with no value to it. Instead of just letting the guy go, if they were really hungry or, um, you know, you know, starving, they needed food. You know what, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. This is just about violence. This is about be being evil. This is just about being uh, be chaos, uh, doing what we want because we know the police can't do anything. Yeah. Won't uh, you know? Are not allowed to do anything. Yeah. Not only the police, but the prosecutors, the judges, right? Everything, yeah. Everything. So that's no the no that's the result of uh, what happens in New York City, and these big metropolises when you wanted to fund the police. You yeah. have people out there that are just mean people. And they want to do bad things, mm -hmm. and now you're giving them the opportunity to do it. And guess what? Not everybody uh, is big and strong enough to defend themselves against three kids. We have old people out there. We have women out there. Anyway, let's go on. What is this story? Boy 14 arrested for fatal shooting of a teen in the Bronx lobby. You know, this number 14 is going to come up in the rest of the show quite a bit. It seems like that's the age. Where uh, it just hits the it hits the news. Uh, the fourteen year olds they, they they go from thirteen and then all of a sudden they want to do something violent. These kids are hanging out in the lobby of their project building, and I guess one is showing the gun to the other, or maybe they're fucking around with it and pointing it at each other. He gets shot and then he runs across the street and drops dead. And this is just uh, because a, a a hand a gun in the hand of a, of a child. Yeah, that doesn't respect it. Doesn't know what it really can do. Well, the problem is these gangbangers, right? The people who, because that's a bad area over there. Um, it's in the five two. The 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 gangbangers are giving these young kids the guns to hold for them because they're not facing any consequences now because of the raise your age law. So they're able to hold the guns, and these kids can't wipe their asses yet, and they have firearms, and they end up playing with them like kids do, and the result. Is what happened, unfortunately. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy that this kind of stuff is happening. Um, that's why you need the cops out there getting these guns off the street. A 14-year-old can be charged as an adult. Um, if, there Bro, Bro, intentional, if there was intentional, uh, if it was intent. In this case, it's probably going to be uh, reckless and danger or manslaughter and no, they won't charge him as an adult. She's so saying, where, where's Joe Murray? I need answers. <laughs> Joe Murray. If you're in a hurry, call Joe Murray. If you're listening right now, Joe Murray, uh, chime in, please. We'd love to have you. I love Joe Murray. He was just on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee civilian defending, defunding man buns. What does that mean? Because I said anybody with man buns should be stopped because one of those kids had a man bun. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a CCW, Tony D, as a concealed carry weapon holder, I would definitely be on level orange with those dudes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. If you watch the video of that, um, those guys, they walk right past another guy. Hmm. They walk right past another guy who's by himself. And for some reason, they pounce on the guy with the dog. I don't know. Well, I always say that weakness invites conflict, right? What did that guy look like? Maybe he had confidence when he was walking. Yeah. Maybe he looked yeah, like yeah, he could yeah. handle himself. You know, when you when you project weakness, they, they take advantage of you. I mean, and that's in every facet of life. Yeah. 
<clears throat> or it could right? just yeah, it could just be when those guys are ready. They're just like you know talking about something and like oh okay. Anyway, where are we? Oh, we're back to robbing people again. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, this is dead. Okay, let's see. Uh, New York City parking has become a scary blood sport, and locals are demanding this drastic change. Okay, so <clears throat> for those of you, our watchers and listeners, our audience who don't live in New York City. It's going through a major undertaking right now. Congestion pricing is coming. That means if you go below, I thought it was 61st Street, but now they're saying 96th Street to Wall Street. There's oh, I thought people. it was 60th Street. I thought it was I thought it was 61st Street too, but I read something the other day that said 96th Street. I don't know. They can't get but that. um they don't know what the fuck. They, they're gonna have to pay a special charge. So it's an interesting situation that's happening. I, I, I always think about it as uh, creating zones in the city, a way of kind of sort of eliminating police when people aren't allowed in your zone because it's residential and you really have no business being there. Um, you don't really need that much police, you know? They should They should give, I mean, we spoke about this last time, they should give parking permits to people who live in the neighborhood. If well, that's, what they, that's, what they, that's the whole point of this. But what yeah. you do is, is you create, no, you create a zone. So now, if I if I have to drive into the city for some reason, like you I can't park in, on my block because I live here and this is yeah. my parking. They yeah. do it in Long Island. Makes sense. They want to do it in the Makes city. Sense. Why not? But what, we take one step. Manhattan used to be the hub. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to get a diamond for your girl, an engagement, you went to the Diamond District. If you wanted to go out to a club in the city, mm -hmm. you know that's where you went to the city. Yeah. But now the city's gotten rid of the clubs. Uh, it developed it really did develop the boroughs mm -hmm. but as somebody who grew up here you know and always like oh we're going to the city for this and going to the city for that they're making it really like they want to make it to a thing where no you don't have to come to the city if you don't live here and if you work here just commute in on the subway and make sure you get the last train out well i, I mean i see what you're saying but i do think that um if you don't live in a neighborhood, you shouldn't be able to park there if they put this congestion pricing because it's going to be insane. People are going to drive to 96th Street. They're going to park their cars, and then they're going to jump on the train. And the people who live there who are coming home mm -hmm. from work or who have to go to work are going to be asked out because they're going to have no parking. So, <clears throat> And then they're going to get summonses. I mean, well, listen. <clears throat> they should build really low and affordable parking. They have The city has real estate that they own. Build it from here to fucking God. The sky, the heavens. You don't need much, just an elevator. You don't have to uh, put air conditioning in there. You don't have to put heat in there. Nothing. It's just an outdoor parking garage as high as the fucking eye can see. And you could park there and uh, go about your way for $10 for the day. That's it. Have, and all that money goes to the city. Then when it's raining or snowing, you're going to have homeless people sleeping in the garages. You're mm -hmm. going to have people getting raped. You're going to have right. crimes. So, well, right? Freaking. It's such a downer man <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's just how i'm built it's just right. how i'm built worst case scenario guy That's let's me. go on to the next story here um there's a huge reggae party that goes on at this uh bar on block island etc it's called ballads <clears throat> oh ballads. And, um, so there's a ferry that brings you <clears throat> out to the bar on Block Island in Rhode Island, and there was a brawl on there, and uh, <laughs> we'll watch a little bit of it. It was crazy. What, what was crazy about it was the way um, the cops showed up and how armed they were. They had like freaking like the long guns, bro. They were ready for action. Good. Twelve News. Just in, the new Shoreham Town Council has scheduled a meeting for Thursday following last oh, night's girl. fight on the Block Island Ferry. It was first breaking last night at 10 over on Fox Providence. State police tell us seven people were arrested and two people were hurt in the brawl. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni begins our team coverage from Narragansett. Well, it was a typical day at the Block Island Ferry Terminal here in Narragansett, but it was a much different story last night with a huge police response after a fight broke out on an unscheduled ferry added due to overcrowding. On the 13-mile ride from Block Island to Narragansett, a Coast Guard boat approached the rear of a ferry while it was still in motion. Officers jumped on board to respond to a fight that broke out. 
12 News law enforcement analyst Stephen O'Donnell speaking to the police response. They're going heavy handed in the right reasons where they have automatic weapons. They don't know because so many different reports come in from social media. This viewer video shows the chaos that followed. A man holds what appears to be a bloody rag to his face, getting aid from multiple people on board. The Rhode Island State Police say these seven people were arrested, ranging in age from 20 to 36, all mm. various charges from disorderly conduct to obstructing an officer. Two people had minor injuries. That happened after an already busy day on the island. State police said they had additional troopers on hand because of large crowds expected at a reggae festival at Ballard's Beach Club. This video captures a fight that happened there around 5 p.m. State police say they responded to Ballard's an hour and a half later for a disturbance. This man was arrested during that incident. This woman says she was at the music festival Monday night. It was body on body. I love reggae music, and you couldn't find the music. Police have not said if the what? fight here is connected to what happened on the ferry. The company that runs the ferry said in a statement, Interstate Navigation acknowledges the poor behavior of several passengers on our departing ferry as per our protocols when anticipating a heavy volume of holiday travel. Added security measures were put in place with the assistance of additional troopers on hand because of large crowds expected at a reggae festival at Ballard's Beach Club. I this just wanted to show this again. A fight that happened there around 5 p.m. State <laughs> police say they responded to Ballard's an hour and a half later for a disturbance. This man... <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. I freaking love that. Which you part know of it do you love? Listen, I love watching fights, right? Like uh, professional fighters are, are great, obviously. I mean, no, who... You know, you watch UFC. I mean, remember Tyson. But to me, watching people who can't fight is even more fun. <laughs> Those guys were horrible. They didn't hit anything, man. <laughs> Haymakers. The they, like, they were swatting flies. <laughs> it was funny, man. Gentleman Jim coming into did the you, Did you see the um, the cops, the way they boarded the the the, uh, the, the ferry? Those were, like, they, Those were coasties that were jumping on the ferry. They have yeah, guns and, because that's all they so, carry. But the the ship was moving. This ferry's yeah, moving. They, and they're they're coming listen, on from like their coast guard boat and they do they do maneuvers like that all the time. That's how they train. They jump on moving boats because like they have uh you know drug boats and they have to do boarding while they're moving. So that, that's nothing for them. That's good stuff. Let me tell you something. They were ha they're lucky that the Rhode Island State Police weren't there. I told I think I tell you this story. I went to Rhode Island with a friend of mine uh when I was on the job and we stopped at like their quartermaster section. And I went in there to buy like some swag, some like Rhode Island State Police shirts. And this dude got up from behind the desk and he was like 6'8 and like 225 pounds of muscle. And I felt like a like a child next to this kid. Then he's like, Yeah, you know, I played college football and I, you know, I was at such and such training camp. And every trooper there is like over six foot five. It's it's uh -huh. insane. So they're lucky. They're lucky that the uh the Rhode Island State Police weren't there because it would have got ugly. Yeah, they look cool jumping from the from the boat onto the. Um, <laughs> I can do know, that. From their boat onto their boat, and then uh, obviously the fighting is is great. I could I could watch that a thousand times in a row. That's, That's fun. Well, let, let me tell you something. And uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, Pranzo says it. I mean, when you're in the middle of a melee like that, it's the it's the best thing in the world as a cop. I love <laughs> it because I said it last week. You swinging and you're hitting something. Somebody's catching one in their jaw. Doesn't matter where you I remember I was when I was a rookie, the first place I landed was uh, the Queen's Task Force. And that was before be, before we came north and south. Ooh. And uh, that was what the year mean? of that was the year of the uh, the World Cup when it was in America. Mm. Colombia was facing Ecuador and we Ooh. were sent to uh, Roosevelt Avenue. I tell you, you've never seen anything like this I in your life. I haven't seen anything since. It was Two, three, four hundred thousand people in the streets underneath wow. the you couldn't drive, you know, underneath the L. Everybody yeah. was watching the games. There was big screen TVs outside every bar. <laughs> and uh at some point they had to go home. So they did you have the Did you have the little ladies passing out the cards? Massage, 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 walking they around. You couldn't even notice them that day. I, I, I know the ladies you're talking about, but um massage, massage on massage. that particular day. Uh, it was hats and bats when you showed up, and if there was video from that day, forget about it. It would have been a, forget about it. 
you know, just like police video, whatever. Because you just, in order to clear out a street, you just had to go in, like, swinging, just getting people out of it. They were all drunk anyway. Uh, and, then, you, you know, really? listen, they I split. Yeah, and then you just went from one street to the other, clearing them out until they were all cleared out. Everybody went home. Mm. Some went home with a, a knot in their head. <laughs> party hat. Yeah. A party hat. Bronx party hats in Queens. All right, so where are we now? Oh, this is a funny story. Car thief hides in a giant teddy, sentenced to jail. So this kid, this this is actually a story from the UK. But the reason why I liked it a lot was because... London girl, know, London girl knows about this. Go ahead. I, I worked in the Warren squad, and um, I'm sure you have stories about this too, about people hiding on you. So this kid, Joshua Dobson, he's 18 years old. He steals a car. It's a Mitsubishi. The value is like $10,000. No big deal. But this is about like how much crime is actually happening in Manchester, England, where they were looking for this guy for two months. Hmm. Like, Just think about that. Uh, who's looking for anybody over here for a stolen car? For two months, especially. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're hitting doors. They're knocking down doors for this freaking kid who stole a car. <laughs> and... Um, so what he did was he cut a hole. You see the hole out at the bottom of that bear, right? The teddy bear. And he hid in the bear. So we would have been asked out because we're two big motherfuckers. We can't hide. They, they, they don't make a teddy. They, they need a snuffleupagus costume or big bird for us to hide in that fucker. Not the, not the little bear. Yeah, yeah. It's just pit. like, um, and it's funny because you think about like all the stuff that we went through. You know, like I remember... One of the funniest stories that I can recall, I was in the Warren squad and the Warren squad was the best place to work because you basically just, you know, go to people's houses, bring them back to court. And a lot of them hide. But this one guy, and he was the nicest guy in the world, it turns out, but he was hiding upstairs in his, uh, they were renting a house mm -hmm. in Queens. And we went upstairs. We had, there was a lot of kids in this house. A lot of little rugrats running around. And all of a sudden I went upstairs. We opened his door to a bedroom. And the bed, there's like a big lump in it, like <laughs> like the type totally of lump. Totally out of place. Totally the type of place. lump that would be in a bed if there was a human body hiding between the box spring and the mattress. It just mm -hmm. went like this. <laughs> so me and my partner, I call my partner. I'm like, look, 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 and we make a joke out of it. So I go sit on the bed, like right on top of him. I'm like, Stretching I don't know out. where this guy could be, man. Uh, <laughs> where could this guy be? We've been searching the whole house. I don't know where this guy could be. And finally, you know, he couldn't take me sitting on him. So he said something. So he lifted up the mattress and uh, he came out and uh, we locked him up. We bring him back to court. And he turned out to be the funniest guy that is the Dominican guy. He had seven kids. So we bring Ooh. him back to court and like. You know, part of his charm was he could talk his way out of the warrant. Like, mm. that's why he had seven a, kids. It wasn't even out of like something like so big. I mean, I think he had, he was one of these scofflaw guys. Like he had like a hundred and fifty uh, unlicensed operative, you know, summonses or something like that. Like it became a felony. So he's in front of the judge. He's like, and I and I spoke up for him. He was so cool. When you work in the Warren Squad, you could speak up for the people. So I was like, Your Honor, he didn't give us a hard time. I didn't I didn't mention the hiding. He said he wanted to come to court. He was just trying to get his money together. I'm bullshitting for this guy because, you know, I want the guy to get off. He's such a nice guy. So the guy goes, yo, your honor, man. Yo, I got seven kids, man. <laughs> so they gave him uh, a future court date, and he would never go. He mm. waited for us to pick him up. So this became like a routine thing. We'd pick him up like every other month, bring him back to court. And when you have that easy number and you're part of a team, that's one you could add to the book. We got this guy, and every day he'd be in his freaking house. We'd bring him back to court every two months. It was a ground nice. ball, and we yeah. hung out with him. We had breakfast. It was The guy was the coolest guy. So <laughs> finally, one day we go to his house. He's not there. So we're like, yo, what the fuck? And then like somebody goes, he moved. So I'm like, what do you mean he moved? Where did he go? Because we needed this number for the book for like the end of the month. Like we saved him. <laughs> so we're like, where did he go? And like, oh, I don't know. He 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 moved in another house on uh, somewhere down here. Oh, and like no. if you know Queens, there's like one block has 50 houses on each side. These long blocks in Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. So we were just driving through the neighborhood. You know, I told my partner, just drive and uh, let's see if I could see something. 
All of a sudden, I see the Verizon truck outside of a house. I'm like, stop, that's it. He's getting his cable. So I go up, I go up to the guy, the, the Verizon guy. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, who's this for? He goes, oh, it's a family that just moved in. I was like, what? Anything he's about it? He goes, yeah, he's got a lot of kids. I'm oh, like, bingo! A- <laughs> so I go down, and he's sitting, they're all sitting oh, down. And, yo, what's up, Jose? <laughs> he's like, yo, what's up? How'd you find me? <laughs> and we got a hug. I brought him back to court. It was great. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Happy ending. You ever have anybody uh, yeah. hiding on you like that? that was I so had, uh, we had a, a um, burglary in progress at a record store. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I knew the record. The, the, it ended up becoming uh, <coughs> something else. But anyway, it was a record store on East Chimon and Prospect Avenue. Um, so it was like four in the morning. So we pulled up and the witnesses outside. They're like, yo, the guy, he lifted up the gate and he climbed in and he went, he went in. He's in the store. I didn't see him come out. So we went in. So we're like, beautiful. We got him in there. So now we go in. We're searching. We can't find the guy. We can't find him. We can't find him. We're looking everywhere. So um, ESU goes in. They go in. They're searching. They go to the ceiling. They can't find him anything, nothing. So, um, oh, his accomplice, we caught him. Outside the store. So we lock him up. We get him. So we're like, all right, we sit a car out in front because we had to wait for the owner to come back and lock up the store in the morning. So um, one guy, uh, it, was a, it was a sector car team, uh, Dean and Fanny. They're sitting outside of the uh, of the record store. And we're in the 4-8. We're processing the collar. All of a sudden, you hear, Fupasu, Fupasu, 1013, So they freaking chase this guy. So he comes, out, he comes out of the store, and he runs, and they catch him, and, you know, he gets collared. So he was up in the ceiling in like the court. The guy was like 110 pounds. He was in yeah. the corner. And he said that the ESU cop flashed his light right on his face uh-huh. and didn't see him. So he hid in there. He was there for like four hours, five hours. And he finally decided to come out because it was too hot. And he ran and he got caught. So that was uh, a It's such a fun. Uh, it's such a fun. I tell you, look, I, I want to show you that picture again just so I could tell you this next quick story. <laughs> That's where he was hiding. I went to an apartment. First of all, I had the best week ever when I was in the Warren squad. I worked with this guy, Mikey Rama. Rama was um, a great detective. He made it to Homicide. And Jankowski was another good detective. And it was us. We were a team in Warrens. And so when you go out on Monday morning, everybody goes out with their new Warrens, their hits, whatever. I wound up getting one right away. The other two guys struck out. Tuesday we go out. I got to wait till last because I got one yesterday. So these two guys go, they strike out. I get mine. Wednesday, we go out. They got nothing. I say, can we stop by this place? I grab this guy. Thursday, every day, I got somebody that week. So finally, we get to the end of the week. And um, Mikey had one in the building, and he struck out. So I was like, do you mind if I stop at this apartment? They're like, no, fuck you. You got enough. I was like, no, seriously, man. I've been here a lot of times. I just got to close this case out. They're like, okay. So we go in and talk like it's a it's a Puerto Rican family, except they're Muslim. So right off the bat, you know, she's lying to you every single word. And uh, every single time we've been there, the father's never been there. But this time the father's there. So it's something weird. So now we're taking a good look. And I look in the closet and it was like uh, E.T. Remember E.T. in the closet? I didn't see nothing. There was all sheets and stuff all over. All I see is feet coming out. So it's like calling fun. I'm like, look. So then we like with the with the light, come on, come on out. And we wind up getting them. But that's uh it's it's always it's always fun when you get the people, especially after a couple of months of looking for this guy when they're lying to you every single time you go in there. Yeah. Let's go in the chat real quick. Hold on a second. Yeah, let's go in the chat. I saw I saw a funny so Phil Leo says Angel could never play hockey, even though he would be a great enforcer. As soon as he hit the ice, he would keep saying piragua, piragua. he's right though Uh, yeah 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 that's great i love that one for those of you who don't know what piraguas are they're shaved ice the the guy would walk over with his cart with a sweaty towel on his arm well he would have the towel on the ice on the block of ice and then he would put it around his neck to absorb all his sweat he would shave the ice pour sugar into it with coloring and then give you the piragua that was a piragua and then he put it's a puerto rican dominican slushie He would put the, he would put it's the, the original slushy. Yeah, exactly. It's the original slushy. Exactly, exactly. Hey, nice. Mark and Angel and Marie. Hey, Anne Marie. Uh, what do we got here? 
rug rats laughing out loud that's funny hmm thank you for speaking up i don't know what daily wonder daily wonder apparently um is on the west coast i think i saw that she put or he put Philio said they should have played ted the movie for the hide and seek perp in the whole, <laughs> that, that, yeah that's hilarious if they were to just yeah. play, like i wonder what the, if, if somebody would have brought that up on the phone like some of the trailer to ted that would have been hilarious <laughs> jamie pimentel got, came into the chat what's up jamie Peter says, uh, you guys are on your game tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, it's easy working with Angel, and we're, we're really developing some type of chemistry here. <laughs> same here. It's great. <laughs> I, feel the, I feel the same way. Thanks, Angel. I appreciate the explanation. We need it from the UK. Is this a story from the UK? 14-year-old out on bond. No, it's not. For no. shooting girlfriend was, uh, was driver of truck that fired shots at cops. So this well, is why you know. I this that's why I told you the number 14 is going to come up a couple of times in this show. This is another uh 14-year-old and for some reason he shot his girl. Whether it was a girlfriend but they let him out on bond. Mm. I think you know this whole idea like if if it's a felony with involved shooting forget about the age. I don't why are we so protective of these fucking kids? Uh because they should Social I want to know as a citizen. Social justice and criminal justice reform. That's why. I'm just That's saying, why. as a citizen of this neighborhood, as yeah, part of my community, yeah. there's I a 14 year old out here doing armed robberies. We want to know his name and we want to see his face because if we're going to give him a bond of $100, um, we should know who this kid is walking around the neighborhood and stay away from him. It should be like a, a sex, sex offender registry, right? If you get bond, and you're uh, a certain age, or you get a, a, a shitty bond, they should blast your picture everywhere. It's it's ridiculous. But it's it's criminal justice reform and social justice, you know, because you know uh, black and Hispanic kids are predisposed to being criminals, according to the uh, the liberal uh, the limousine liberal saviors of us. And um, you know, that's that's what's necessary. Yeah, well, it's crazy. And only ones that suffer are the people that live in the inner city who are black and Hispanic, who are trapped. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, We're winding up. We're getting to the end of the show, so uh, we got a couple of quick things here. Um, I saw this meme, and I, I thought it was really funny. It reminded me of the days that I worked in the Warren Squad. My job <laughs> has this cool thing where if you do your job very well, you get you get to do it for other people, other people's jobs too. <laughs> I mean, again, my job has this cool thing where if you're, you do your job really well, you get to do it for other people's jobs too. And so uh, it was always that, like in the police department, right? The, the one who works the most gets the most work, right? Oh, because the lazy you were, people, they know they're not going to do the job right. If you were in the squad, like when I, uh, first of all, if you were in the squad and you were at least competent, as soon as the lieutenant came out or the sergeant was working and they need something run, you know how they come out like, Hey, can you do me a favor? Like, there's four people here, and all of a sudden you keep coming up to me. Can you run this? I got the <laughs> down to, you know, one PP's uh, on the phone for me. Like, why don't you ask so and so? You know why? Because they're fucking useless, bro. They're in exactly. empty suit. So I get exactly. double the amount of work. Right. Yeah. That's why the good exactly. guys are never in the office. As soon as the sergeant comes in, they fucking split. Boom. That's right. Take off. You take off. Absolutely. All right. We're at 53 minutes right now. I just want to give it up to the uh, Mets. Let's go, go, Mets. It's uh, zero to zero right now. They're in the second inning. Hey, listen, don't be listen. Don't be upset that the Yankees suck right now because they're gonna they're gonna come out of it. Stanton's gonna come back. They're gonna do like a make believe thing, and they're gonna get bounced out. Maybe if they're lucky in the second round, probably in the mm -hmm. first round. The Mets, they're not gonna get bounced out until maybe the World Series, but we'll see. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> you better say you're just kidding. Because usually the Mets season is over in April. So you guys listen. Again, I told you, I gotta I'm I'm a Yankee fan, but I root for the Mets. Um, unless they're playing the Yankees. Also, my cousin is a batting coach for the Brooklyn Cyclones, which is a double A affiliate of mm -hmm. the Mets. So I gotta root for the Mets. So you look like a baseball player. Who? Like you. Me? Shit. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah You're a lefty? Are you a lefty? Uh no. You look like yeah. a lefty. No, what the fuck does a lefty look? What are you trying to say? Um, you calling me a leftist? 
Now with only those, a lefty no, like no, no, communism? communism? With those long arms of yours. I figured you freaking coming off the crack at six foot five. You could fucking play, a lefty. I play football, my friend. That's it. Uh, no, 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 no baseball for me. I couldn't hit the side of a barn with a beach ball. There's no, there's no baseball. Pitching, pitching would have been for you. No, no, no. All I right. told my biceps, both of them. I can't pitch. Now, now you do. When I would have told them sooner. Yeah. No way. Anne Marie says, let's go Mets. Thank you. Kathy Bates, let's go Red Sox. Red Scott, uh, Red, what? The Red Sox beat the Yankees this weekend. And yeah. uh, listen, I'm, I'm a Mets place, fan. I don't, really, I don't really root for the Yankees to lose yeah. until they get to the playoffs. I really want them to make the play. I just don't know. Listen, because the Mets Why? aren't there, so I'm like, fuck them. That's not nice. Uh, Philly, a worse sentence would be Milwaukee's building teaching 14 year old his past participles. I don't know what that means, but apparently there's something going on in the chat. It's very, <laughs> I'd very let, funny. I'd let Angel go to at least third base, Milwaukee's building. Thank you, Milwaukee's building. <laughs> third base is good. Third base, that's so. That's, that's uh, the story of my life. Third base, it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. Though. <laughs> that's the story of my life. Third base. Little mermaid, Louisa. Let's go, Padres. Yeah, see, that's the team. The Mets. Are, the Mets might face the that team if they win the division. They're going to face the Padres. The Padres, the Padres have a big. The Padres have a big problem with Fernando Tatis Jr. and his eighty games. Yeah, man, that was fucked up, man. I love that kid, man. Back. I love that kid, man. My nephew. Some of these drugs. My like, nephew who pitched a no hitter the other day. Um, he was at a blue chip uh, uh tournament and he pitched a no hitter. Shout out to my nephew Lucas Silva. Um, loves this guy. He's he's half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. My nephew and. Fernando Tatis is like his idol. Uh, me and my wife got him a signed ball for Christmas. I mean, he loves his kid. He's devastated. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's I don't listen. I don't understand why they punish players for trying to get back sooner. If you t if you test me and I'm in the middle of a season, and I come back positive, mm -hmm. I get it. But if I'm sitting on the sideline, he had a motorcycle accident. In the uh -huh. summer, I mean, uh, during the, whatever when they ended, yeah, that's why he was sitting right now. He was getting better, but in order to get better, he was probably taking something that heals him quicker because he wants to get back to his team. Can't so do it it's, it's against the rules. That's why. What are you fucking? You like I, 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 don't, I don't want to give. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think whatever, there are there are rules, and if you violate them, they're the entertainers, the man. Do we we do do we look at movie stars and saying why are you getting Botox? That's uh, that's performance enhancing uh, drugs. It's yeah, keeping you younger the, than it used to be. No, I they should be able like to actors. do whatever the, they should be able to do whatever they want. I, no, I'm paying good money. Are you kidding me? I want to see the best athletes in the world doing all everything. So popping themselves with performance flying. Drugs. I want to see them fly. <laughs> I just don't think that we should be testing this guy while he's out injured. Stop. Why that's because he's Dominican him? and you're Dominican. That's why. You blast on those right now. He's just trying to get better. <laughs> anyway, Bullshit. we're at fifty-seven thirty-five, and uh, okay. I just want to give. Um, so Angel grew up with Mark Vieira, and I met Mark Vieira through comedy probably fifteen years ago. And he's a dynamite comedian, and he's uh, you know one of the best comedians out there today. He's a beautiful man. He's in the middle there between his two sons. And uh, I just heard Angel told me that his son on the left, the bigger one, passed away because he was involved in a motorcycle accident. And as a dad, and Angel's a dad, this, um, I know Mark will never know that we probably, uh, we, we, we mentioned him on this uh, podcast, but I just want you to know, Mark, that my heart is with you. And then uh, I don't know how, I, I can't, I can't be. I can't be when I see somebody losing their child. Uh, your friend that happened uh, a little while uh, we did it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that person's son. It just breaks me up, man. Twenty six years old. He, he passed away in a beautiful boy. Accident Great. in the town of Walkill, Orange County. Good kid. Didn't do drugs. Didn't drink. Um, just a horrible, horrible accident. He ended up passing away yesterday afternoon. So our prayers go out to Mark and his family. Marky Vieira, Mark Vieira Jr. If you're a parent, say a prayer. Yeah. If you're not a parent, say a prayer. Uh, this is a he's a, he's a great guy, uh, and we both know him for a long, long time, and our hearts go out to him. Horrible. 
So uh, there we are, folks, at the end of another episode. Uh, thank you, Angel. You were great tonight. You too. Uh, I, I love doing this show with you. And I love our people that tune in uh, in the chat. You, you guys make it so much uh, so much more fun knowing that you guys are out there. Phil Leo, before we go, I, t I, I tested in the minors and came back positive chicken parmesan heroes. <laughs> All right. what great, yeah what a great way to end the show I'm out. thank you everybody we'll be back next monday and um uh, i may do a show on thursday i'm gonna let you know i'm waiting on, here on the guest but uh we'll definitely right. be back next monday all right thank you guys so much god bless you have a good night thank you for Peace. tuning in we love you bye bye